Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the five game NBA main slate on Thursday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you guys are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload an Apple podcast with a link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, now offer that on Patreon.com, a couple different packages. If you sign up for the NBA package, what's included are you get uh, private roster construction videos for the main and the uh, late showdown slate. You get player pool with um, GBP cash plays, core plays, as well as if-then statements. For example, if this player is out, then you know I like this player more. And then finally, you get the Patreon live stream before lock uh, every single slate where I give my thoughts, kind of tell you exactly where I'm going uh, and kind of, you know, think out loud, give you guys my thought process. So if you guys are interested in signing up, again, also link down below. And then finally, I want to thank Price Picks for sponsoring this show. If this is your first time watching or maybe you're just not familiar with Price Picks, it's basically a site where you're taking over, under, on fantasy points. So, uh, you know, Luka Doncic, let's see, what's he projected for? 54 fantasy points tomorrow. Do you like the under, do you like the over? That's basically the idea. Pretty simple. Uh, they have NFL, again, PGA Esports, first half NFL, you know, the second half NBA. So they have a lot of good stuff. If you guys want to sign up, you need the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word. Link in the description below. You get a 100% match up to $100. And finally, I just want to thank you guys uh, for the support on the videos, live streams, as well as on Twitter. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. If you do enjoy this content, if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you know on a live. Unfortunately, for this slate, I'm not going to be able to live stream for YouTube. Um, so, yeah, no, no uh, stream for YouTube. But if you have any questions, leave them in the comment section down below. And let's aim for 200 likes on this video. Uh, but yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we talk about players and the prices for this five-game slate, let's look back my up here from Wednesday. So Wednesday, um, a two v two again. I always like I always say it, but like man, I never late. I like late swapping just never works for me. Um, I can get out of the way so you guys can see. But um, so yeah, you guys knew going into the day. Uh, or I told you guys, if you, if you watched the YouTube live stream, the three teams I was really high on, the Thunder, the Spurs, and the Celtics. Uh, the Thunder value plays were just, I mean, I liked all the starters. Uh, Maladon and Dort were in my core. Uh, Maladon went for 28. Diallo, or not Dort, Diallo, I mean. Maladon and Diallo. Maladon went for 28. Diallo went for 31. I had DeRozan in my core, went for 45. And originally, I had DeJounte Murray in my core until... Uh, Terry Rozier got ruled out. Then I then I flipped to Lamelo. It's not like Lamelo was terrible, but man, Dejounte is going off. And then with Jakob Pertl too, I was going oh, I was going back and forth in this so many times. So I had Sabonis in there, back and forth with Pertl or Horford. And then I was like, you know, moving a couple things around. I ended up going with Horford because I liked him a lot for GPPs because it was just a good matchup. Uh, but yeah, Pertl got the minutes. I told you guys, if he gets over 30 minutes, he will break the slate. I think he's on pace for 35, and he's going to break the slate at 4.6k. So. Really kicking myself for that one. The, the two Celtics, I went with T just because of ownership. I knew he'd be low-owned. He did get ruled starting. Not a great start, but um, that was the shot I was willing to take. Again, I'm a contrarian player, so I'm willing to take low-owned shots like that. And then Jalen Brown as well. Again, the Celtics were just a really, really good uh, matchup. But, yeah, no to John Tim Murray and no Pearl for me because uh, they were originally in my lineup. It hurts. It, it really hurts. But that's, I get, that's the downfall of only playing one lineup. Like, man, if I could only – I mean, I just – 
I don't know. I never want to make more than one lineup because it just I think it's just too much stress to deal with like multiple lineups. But man, it would have been nice in a situation like tonight. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see if I can uh, get into cash here. Uh, Going to need a, a pretty good game out of those Boston guys in the late game. But yeah, that's really it for uh, the look back guys for my lineup. So Hope you guys had a good night. And let's see if we can keep it rolling for this five-game slate. So uh, two of the five games out right now, we have Jazz and Hawks, a 224 over and under. The Jazz are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. And Nuggets, Lakers, a 219-and-a-half over and under. The Lakers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. So we'll start it off with the Utah Jazz. And they're in a really good matchup here against Atlanta Hawks. Donovan Mitchell, below 8K, I think makes for a pretty good play. Um, now, he has been a little bit up and down. Does have a somewhat low floor. But the matchup makes him firmly firmly in play here. Um, again, I do like targeting players against this Atlanta Hawks team. So Donald Mitchell, I do like. Now, Rudy Gobert, he hasn't been in foul trouble and has only played 26 and 29 minutes last two games. That's not a good trend. Like him playing under 30 minutes. So I like the spot for him a lot. And again, it's not like he's been in foul trouble either. So I don't know what to do with Gobert. If he's going to play under 30 minutes, I don't have a ton of interest in him. Mike Conley is just a safe play at 6'6". He's got a higher floor than, than Donovan Mitchell. Probably not as much upside, but he's a guy that can get you more of the assists, more of the rebounds. Um, again, I, I do like the spot. So Conley, I think, is a safer play than Mitchell. Mitchell's probably got more upside. Bojan, you know what you're getting into out of Bojan Bogdanovic. Very reliant in the scoring. Just a matter of does he hit his threes. As far as like Clarkson and O'Neal, Clarkson just a little bit too pricey right now. Just the minutes are not high enough on him for me to get really excited. Royce O'Neal at 5'4". He did go for 42 the last game. I guess he's fine. I mean, he seems a little bit overpriced, but the matchup makes him viable. Uh, and then I will mention Derek Favors here because, like I said, the minutes are going down on Gobert. The minutes are going up on Derek Favors. Will that trend continue? I'm not sure. But if we're going to get about 20 minutes from Derek Favors, then he's actually a pretty good value play at 3'6". Now, will we get 20 minutes again? I'm not sure. But the trend is looking like it. Again, Gobert has not been in foul trouble. So I don't know what to make of this. I think Favors is, if he plays about 20 minutes, I think he's a good value. Moving on to the Atlanta side, not a ton of love for Atlanta. Trey Young, again, is the guy I'm looking to for tournaments. You know, had 41 fantasy points, somewhat of a you know low-scoring game for him. His first game under 50 in like seven games. But yeah, the, the matchup will lower the ownership. Um, he's always in play for GPPs is the upside. Click Capella at 8.7K just mm, seems seems about right. Maybe a little bit overpriced. Now, John Collins had the big game tonight. One for 50 plus. Kind of feels like chasing, right? And I mentioned it with Malik Monk too. I was like, that value? I was like, I don't know. It kind of feels like chasing. Malik Monk was like 30% owned. Kind of busted, right? So it's like, I don't like getting to guys after they have a big game because it's just going to raise the ownership. So um, yeah, John Collins will probably stay away from Herder at a big game tonight. It's just, I don't trust it. He went for 48. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go there. Uh, Gallinari at 48 has been playing a little bit more, 19 and 21 minutes, but not enough for me to get excited about. Still hurting after that game where he got me one, literally one fantasy point. Uh, Cam Reddish at 4-7. Again, the minute's only 23. I just, I don't know if I can play anyone else on this team. Rondo has been playing about 10 to 15 minutes. I mean, they have like Salmon Hill, Tony Snell might get some run, but just eh, there's not a lot I really like. So I think it's probably Trey Young for me, and that's about it. Golden State and Dallas. So Steph Curry is always in play for GBPs, always. And we saw the upside game last time. 
He's not going to do that consistently, but that's in the realm of possibilities, which makes him always in play for tournaments. Uh, floor is somewhat low on him. You know, matchup against Dallas, eh, it's not the best, but man, he's got 70 fantasy point upside, so he's in play every single slate. Wiggins and Ubre, you guys know by now, not really interested in them. Draymond Green, on the other hand, at 5 2. I actually really like Draymond Green. Played 36 minutes at last game with no Wiseman. There's also no Kavon Looney. I'm curious to see what they do with the starting lineup. Do they move Toscano Anderson in the starting lineup? Do they move Pascal and is he another chalk bust in the starting lineup? Or do they get a little bit more small? Maybe they move maybe they move a guy like Bazemore in the starting lineup and go smaller. So we'll see. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be probably Toscano Anderson that starts, but we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, either way, though, I like Draymond because 36 minutes that last game. So if he's going to play 35 minutes a game, he is too cheap at 5 2. Again, no Wiseman, no Kavon Looney. Pascal was the absolute chalk last slate and only played 14 minutes. If he um, if he does not start, then I think he probably only plays like 15 to 20 minutes, which would at 4 or 5, I don't know if I would get to him. Now, Toscano Anderson, on the other hand, uh, played more than him. He played almost 30 minutes. If they start Toscano Anderson, I actually think he's a pretty solid value play. Because I assume if he starts, we probably get at least mid-20s minutes. And at 3-5, that would be a little bit too cheap. The one guy off the bench that, you know, maybe they, they go a little bit smaller or maybe they start him is Kent Bazemore. Now, the minutes are just not great on him. But, you know, he played a little bit more because Kelly Oubre foul trouble and was good. Like, he's a good offensive player. It's just a matter of does he get the minutes. So, I think there's a slim, slim chance maybe they start him and go a little bit smaller. But I'm guessing it's going to be Toscano Anderson. Either way, though, like... Will Bazemore play more? He might. He might. So if I had to pick one of these cheapies down here, I would take a shot in Bazemore. On the Dallas Mavericks side, so Luka Doncic at 10.9 uh, was pretty low-owned against the Hawks and went for 64 fancy points. Uh, again, the reason he was low-owned is because of recency bias. I was really high in him for tournaments, and I didn't get to him myself because I preferred more of the balance build with guys like you know DeRozan, DeJounte Murray, like all those guys in the mid-range. Um, but yeah, Luca in this matchup, I think is, is firmly in play at the top and it is a back-to-back. I'm curious to see if Porzingis plays or not. I don't know. I don't know if he plays in the back-to-back has he, he has played a couple times in back-to-back. So we'll see. Um, if he does play at seven, seven, I like him. I do because we'll probably get about 35 minutes from him under eight K in this matchup. That would look good. So the top two guys for Dallas would look pretty solid. Hardaway, you know what Hardaway is by now. He'll play about 30 minutes, very reliant on a shooting, just a matter of does he hit a shots, right? Kind of just like Bojan Bogdanovic. Now, Josh Richardson's a guy been pretty high on the last few slates, continues to get there. Like the matchup, price is slowly coming up, so not as good to play now, but the minutes are going to be about 35 minutes as long as there's no foul trouble. So I think he's a pretty decent value play. I will mention Maxi Kleber played 32 minutes off the bench. Will we get those minutes again? I'm not sure. But if we get close to 30, I think he's a solid value play. Again, with him playing more, Dorian Finney-Smith actually lost Mets, only played 29. Still solid in that time. So it's like those two guys are definitely value plays we can look to. Uh, depending on kind of who closes would, would probably be the guy I would look to. Willie Cauley-Stein at 4-1. Right now, strictly only playing about 10 to 15 minutes when uh, Porzingis is in. If for some reason they do rest Porzingis, that last game Porzingis was out, Cauley-Stein played 30 minutes. If Porzingis is out and Cauley-Stein starts, he would probably be one of the best value plays of the slate, but only it would only look to him if Porzingis is out. 
All right, Portland and Philly. So the big news we got to keep an eye on is Damian Lillard at 10.4K. He is currently questionable. So if he's out, obviously that increases the chance of a blowout big time. But then that's just so much usage to go around. So first we'll talk about if Damian Lillard plays. Don't love the matchup for Philly. You know, kind of had a floor game for, for Portland scoring 132 points and him only having 49 fancy points. I would say it's kind of his floor. Um, if he plays, I like him for tournaments. Is he an optimal play at this price? Probably not. But like a Steph Curry, the range of outcomes, he's got 70 in his range of outcomes. So I like him for tournaments if he plays. Now, if Damian Lillard is out, guessing Anthony Simons would start. Now, they did limit him because of a hamstring injury, which is super tilting if he played him. I actually thought he was a solid value play the last slate, uh, but they only played him 14 minutes because they limited him to the hamstring injury. If there's no limitations and he starts for Damian Lillard, I think he's probably one of the best, if not the best value plays in the slate. Rodney Hood also picked up the start with no Derek Jones Jr., played 35 minutes. If Derek Jones Jr. is out again, I think we could look to Hood. Again, kind of scoring dependent, but he would be a viable value play. And then just the, everyone, basically, if Lillard is out, all these guys are playable because there's just so much usage ground, kind of like Shea Gildas Alexander's night, right? The reason I was so high in OKC is when you have such a high usage guy to the offense, it just makes everyone else look way better. So Cantor, even though I don't like tarting bigs against Joel Embiid, if there's no Damian Lillard, like Cantor is probably... He'll probably be the number one offense, number one option at offense, um, and he's got a good amount of upside. It's just a matter of can he stay out of foul trouble against Embiid. Gary Trent Jr., even though he's priced up to six two, if Damian Lillard is out, I think he's fine. Again, kind of relying on the scoring, but it's just there'd be so much to go around. Mello, Covington, right? All these guys, Covington revenge game. All these guys become way way more viable if Damian Lillard is out. They also become a little riskier too, though, because of the blot risk. So yeah. We'll just have to keep an eye on Dame Lillard. If Damian Lillard plays, I think I like Dame for tournaments. I think I like Cantor for tournaments. I don't know if I play either in cash because matchup for Lillard and then foul trouble concerns for Cantor. If Lillard's in, who like what fringe value guys would look to? You know, depends on Derek Jones Jr. news. If Derek Jones Jr. plays, that kind of takes a hit to most of the value. If Jones Jr.'s out, you know, you could look to Simons and Hood for value. Covington, Mello are like okay options. Um, but yeah, where I'd really look to these guys are if Dame is out. On the Philadelphia side, so it is a back-to-back for Joel Embiid. I'm curious to see if he plays, because I think there's a chance he might not play because of the back-to-back. I don't know, we'll have to keep an eye on it. If he does play, the, the guy I like is Joel Embiid, and that's probably it. I don't know if I get to anyone else. Now, if they rest Joel Embiid, that just completely changes everything. If Joel Embiid is out, I am loading up on this Philadelphia team. Loading up means Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and whoever starts at center, Dwight Howard, Tony Bradley. Now, they've kind of been trolling us, at least. When Embiid has been out, you know, it's it's actually been the backup center who's been better, right? It was Dwight Howard two games ago started and got benched, and Tony Bradley went off. Last time Embiid was out, Tony Bradley started, and they limited his minutes, and it was Dwight Howard that went off. So maybe you prefer whoever comes off the bench. Either way, both those centers would look good in Dwight and Tony Bradley. And then, yeah, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris would become two of the best plays in the slate if there's no Joel Embiid. Love the matchup for them. Um, so would really like Ben Simmons, would really like Tobias Harris if there's no Embiid. If Embiid is in, Ben Simmons and Tobias are, are just fine plays. Like filler plays, not priorities for me. 
Everyone else, I just, I don't know if I can trust anyone else. Seth, Seth Curry, rely on the scoring. Danny Green, rely on the scoring. Shake Milton had a decent game tonight, but just the minutes are not huge on him. You, you could use him below 4K, but yeah, there's not a lot I trust uh, other than the main guys there for Philly. Uh, if Embiid is out, again, it's Simmons, it's Tobias Harris, and it's the centers. Houston and Memphis. So this is another pretty appealing game, in my opinion. Christian Wood at 8-8. Again, my issue with Christian Wood is he's only going to play about 30 minutes in competitive games. Now, he still had some big, big games in limited minutes. I do like the matchup against like Xavier Tillman or Gorgie Jang. So, yeah, Wood is viable uh, GPP play. Now, Oladipo, it looks like he's going to rest this game. John Wall, I, they kind of held him out due to, I'm pretty sure it's just rest. Um, if he is back in this game, I assume he is. I expect about 30 minutes for him. Um, if he does, if he is back and there's no limitations, I think he's one of the best plays of the slate. So really like John Wall there with no Oladipo. Eric Gordon also becomes way more viable. Again, tonight went for 35 fancy points. I would like Gordon. Probably would prefer the price on Wall, but both those guys would look pretty decent. Now, some of these like fringe value guys kind of got there because of garbage time. How many minutes did Daniel House play? Only played 25, I think, because of the blowout. Jay Sean Tate played 31. Again, those guys are both okay values. I think it was yeah, Sterling Brown, who like kind of went off in garbage time, but it's like, I don't really trust it. So I'm not going to play PJ Tucker either. I just, no, I'm not, not playing PJ Tucker even at that price. On the Memphis side, so it's like, all right, are they going to get the minutes finally? Are you finally going to give these guys some decent minutes? I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, John Morant. The last three games, 28, 22, 29 minutes. Same exact situation I said about Jakob Pertl tonight. I said, if Jakob Pertl gets the minutes, right? If the minutes are there and he plays over 30, he will break the slate. If John Morant gets the minutes and plays 35 plus, he is a fantastic play and probably has a really, really good game. If he only plays 30 minutes, not so much. Again, will the minutes be there? I don't know. Um, so I do like Joff for tournaments. Can I trust in cash games until we see like mid thirties mess? I don't know if I can. Now, again, you can go there in tournaments and hope the Mets are there. Brandon Clark at 6k, kind of the same thing, right? 26, 22, 25. If he only plays about mid twenties minutes, I don't really like him at this price. If he plays 30 to 35, a lot more interest. So I'm going to say this about a lot of these Memphis guys, Xavier Tillman. So I'm playing 24, 23. If he only plays low 20s minutes, just a fine play. If he plays closer to the 30-minute mark, then I like him a lot more. <laughs> so a lot of these guys are viable. It just depends on do they get the minutes. Now, if you think they get limited again, then maybe you want to look to some of these bench guys. Bench guys being like a Desmond Bain at 3-7. 21, 25, 26. I expect him to close game probably around 20 minutes. But yeah, he's a viable punt play. Tyus Jones, kind of the same thing, right? Hovering around the 20-minute mark. If you think those starters continue to get limited, you can look to him. You can look to Gorgie Jang, who's played 24 and 25 minutes last couple games. I think he's a decent value play. Um, De'Anthony Melton was pretty popular last last night. He's been playing around you know 25 minutes. You could look to him for sure if you think the starters get limited. So it just depends on which which side are you going with. Are you going for more of these starters and hoping they get extended, or do you think this Memphis team just continues to run everyone like somewhere around 20 to 28 minutes a game? If, if you think the latter, if you think that everyone kind of uh, plays similar minutes, then you're probably going to want to look to the bench guys more. Last game, Denver and the Lakers. 
I'm really excited to watch this game. Really excited. Rematch of the Western Conference Finals. Nikola Jokic at 11K. I don't love the matchup here against the Lakers, but he is 100% in play. Just has enormous upside. I mean, did you see what happened in a tough matchup there against Gobert? Almost 80 fancy points. So, yeah, Jokic firmly, firmly in play. I think Jamal Murray is always in play for tournaments. Does have a low four, but we've seen, again, 50-plus. So, like a Steph Curry. Like a Damian Lillard if he plays. We know 50-plus is in the range of outcome for Jamal Murray, which makes him a good tournament play. Will Barton at 5-2 with no Gary Harris? Probably, probably plays about 30 minutes. I think he's an okay play in the mid-range. Uh, Mate Morris was slated to start that last game before it got postponed. I assume he starts here. If he does, I think he's a pretty decent value play. Now, he won't be as high of a usage guy playing with the, with the starters, but probably get maybe closer to 30 minutes. So, like, yeah, I think he's a good value. With uh, Jamichael Green and Paul Millsap, they're both filler plays. Like, they're going to split the four minutes. Probably both will hover around low low 20s minutes. So, yeah, both these guys I think are fine. Do either stand out? No. But they should play, you know, somewhere around 20 to 24 minutes. So if you land in either of them, I think that's okay. And Camposo, if you want to get really risky in tournaments, he played 19 minutes at last game. Um, there is still no Dozier and there's still no Gary Harris. So, like, you could punt with him and hope he gets about 20 minutes. That's it for Denver. On the Lakers side, LeBron and AD, I think both look at pretty solid plays. It is a good matchup uh, for these Lakers. So, um, yeah, LeBron's been pretty – he's been a little bit more consistent than Anthony Davis – and the thing I like about these Lakers, too, is they're just playing more minutes. So, 39, 36, 37, 38. If, if we get a close game, I expect about 38 minutes from LeBron James, which makes him firmly in play in a good matchup. Anthony Davis has been a little bit more up and down, right? We've seen more of a low floor with AD. So, I think if you're going for the safer options, probably LeBron. But AD is not out of play. We still know the upside is there with him. Um, they're just not as high usage guys now because there's Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell on the team. So it's like, if this was last year and it was LeBron James and AD at their respective prices, they'd be two of my favorite plays in the slate. This year, they're still solid. They're still good plays, but they're not like amazing plays because Schroeder and because Harrell are just higher usage guys. Now, Schroeder probably plays around 30 minutes. Again, filler play for me. Montrezl Harrell, the answer is yes. I am still very much tilting this game against Detroit when he was low-owned in a smash bout no AD, only plays 23 minutes and gets 15 fantasy points. The next two games with Anthony Davis in, 32 and 28. Kuzma, not a ton of interest. KCP, by now, if you've been watching my videos, you know what KCP is. 20 to 25 minutes, maybe a little more. Will he get value? I don't know. Will he hit his shots? That's what you got to ask yourself. I don't know if he's going to hit a shot. So if he doesn't hit his shots, this is realistic outcome for him. One fantasy point. Deneo Gallinari-esque. If he hits his shots, he can go for 30. But not going to go for 30 very often. Now, there is actually some, there are some interesting value plays here. Caruso's at 3-4. I don't love it, but the minutes have been trending up for him. 20, 20. 25 minutes now he hasn't done much but like he's a guy that like i could see punting with him if you need someone super cheap also i know it's pretty gross you're probably gonna throw up a little bit but i kind of like mark gasol here i know like trust me i am not a mark gasol guy at this point in his career but this is a big team in denver i don't think montrez harrell can handle nicole Jokic. Look what happened, I mentioned, you know, against Joel Embiid, against a big center. 
they extended his minutes to 24. You know, against a smaller team like Boston, only 18. This is a big team in Denver. Again, I don't think Montrez can handle uh, Jokic. I don't think they want to put Anthony Davis much on Jokic. So that leads me to believe, I think Marc Gasol plays over 20 minutes. If he does, he's a viable value play there at 3-3. And the last guy I'll mention, the preseason GOAT, THT, he has been in the rotation over Wesley Matthews. And he's been playing more um, than, and Markeith Morris has basically been out of the rotation too. So Markeith Morris, Wesley Matthews have both been out of the rotation. THT, Alex Russo playing more. Last two games for THT, 23 and 19 minutes. I kind of like taking a shot in him as a low-owned value play. So actually, yeah, there's three guys for value that I think are in play, even KCP. So yeah, KCP, Caruso, Gasol, THT, I think we're all in play on this slate if you need someone cheap. So uh, yeah, that's really it for the team-by-team breakdown, guys. And I think that's going to do it for the video as well. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to live. Again, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to live stream for this one on YouTube. But if you have any questions, leave them in the comment section down below. Thanks again. Have a great night, guys, and I'll see you all later.